So welcome. This is an unplanned episode. However, um, in light of how awesome the Olympian battles were, I felt that it deserved an episode dedicated to it. So this is the Lit is Lit podcast. And although the grade 10 are not with me now, they very much contributed to this episode because this is all going to be feedback and statistics all about their rankings um, for their Olympian battle, which was their second QA. So we're going to go through, we have a lot to go through. We're going to go through their Malcolm Gladwell writing assignments, which um, was connected to their quirk activity or to their battle plans and how well their, I don't know, I guess avatars would execute their their battle plans. And we're going to talk about their their performance, particularly how many points they they were able to win during this battle. And we are also going to talk about the top 10 best attacks um, among all 17 of them. So I don't know, um, enjoy this episode, maybe put it on while you're doing your chores or while you're doing an assignment that doesn't need a lot of concentration. And I mean, instead of listening to music, maybe you'd want to listen to this episode. I'm um, really imagine it as well, guys. So the thing is, it's this is really only fun if you imagine what's being talked about. And it will be very lame if you don't use your imaginations because all of this, this was all born out of imagination, this curriculum, this activity. Um, it, it really is a... a a marathon of imagination and I can't provide all of that imagination for you so you have to meet me halfway and also really try to imagine um, the things that will be discussed in this episode but um, without further ado let us start um, now we're gonna start with the writing essays and again guys this is a safe place so if you are given constructive criticism then I hope you won't you won't take it personally. It's meant to help you in your future writing activities. And so we actually have rankings even for how you did in the Malcolm Gladwell writing assignment. Okay, so you are ranked um, as well. Um, and I did this with a star system, guys. All right. And um, I won't reveal everyone's stars. Um, I will give you guys your your ranking or your um, star ranking, okay, through Discord privately. Um, but I do want to shout out the ones who did have the highest stars. I will read out the ones who got four stars and higher. All right. So um, we have Brandon. Monzon, I'm um, with the four stars. So your essay, your Malcolm Gladwell writing assignment, it did win four stars. Um, Dana as well got four stars. Alexa got 4.5 stars. Michael got 4.5 stars. Dirk, 4.5 stars. And Keenan um, kind of won the whole thing in terms of essay with five stars okay so again brandon has four stars dana four stars alexa 4.5 stars michael 4.5 dirk 4.5 and keenan gets the full five stars now i do want to special mention jovi um who wrote a poem and an essay so he his poem was five stars uh however 
his essay wasn't. Um, we'll just leave it at that. And so it did drag down your star ranking. If, I, if the assignment was for you to write the poem, Jovi, for sure you would have um, received five stars. And I did give you five stars for your poem. However, your essay um, did drag it down a little bit. And so you didn't quite make the cut. But that's it in terms of the Malcolm Gladwell writing assignments. Um, and congratulations to those who got four stars and higher. Um, I'm going to go through some of my criticisms and some of um, the praise and some of the things you have to work on, okay? So the thing with Dana, we'll talk about Dana. You took the advice very well because um, throughout the week, Dana actually contacted me and she sent me her draft, okay? And this is something I always encourage students to do where if you draft early, you send it to me and I can give you criti constructive criticism. I can tell you what needs changing. And this is very, very helpful to students. Good. It, it usually takes a piece of writing that would have been probably um, 90. It can take it to 100. So that's what Dana did. She sent me her draft and I gave her advice and she took the advice very, very well. Um, she took my advice to add more information into it. Because her piece was very emotional and I told her that it needs to be balanced out with fact. It needs to be balanced out with, with um, statistics and with more factual information. And she took the advice perfectly and her piece transformed, guys. Alright, so um, one piece of advice. You did get four stars, so that's very good already. Um, but I do recommend that um, for future writing assignments, um, it would be good if you have more of an opinion. Your piece was, it kept asking questions to the readers, which is good, no? That's a good way to write nonfiction because it makes readers think. However, I do feel like you could have put in more of an opinion, more of a stand, or there could have been a stronger point or message to your piece of writing. So that's my, that's kind of my criticism. That's kind of my advice that I'm giving to you um, for moving forward. Okay. But congratulations. Four stars is very, very good. Now for Dirk, he got 4.5 stars. He wrote two beautiful pieces of writing. He wrote a piece of nonfiction and he also wrote uh, a piece of fiction. Okay. So he wrote fiction and nonfiction and both were a 4.5 for me. They were beautiful pieces of writing and you will actually be able to read this. Um, one of his pieces of writing or a paragraph of it, an excerpt of it, will be put in our Lit is Lit website. So I won't talk about it so much because you can see it there in our Lit is Lit website. So with Nigel, let's move on to Nigel. So we don't know Nigel's star ranking. I will not reveal it. However, um, the I think one real thing you can work on, Nigel, all right? And all of you guys, um, again, what's nice about doing this in a podcast is that you can learn from the comments of all of your classmates. So Nigel, um, one thing you can do, you were very good at sharing your information, okay? Sharing your information, you were very, very good. However, the, the thing that Gladwell really says is you have to make this information personal. You have to make it worth caring about. And that's something I think you can practice where you're not just presenting information, but you're making the readers care about the information that you are presenting. So um, take note of that. Research is not just information. It's making the readers care about your information. So, Mikaela as well, um, I didn't reveal the star ranking, but Mick, you know my advice to you always simplify 
your ideas and simplify the language you use in order to express your ideas. Um, with Supreet, I think you need to get back into writing practice. It, it does feel like when I was reading your essay, it did feel like a whole summer took place um, now you didn't write anything, all right? Um, it did need a lot of revision. And this was a trend, guys, with a lot of you um, who didn't make it to the four-star mark. Um, a lot of you lacked information, okay? Um, you didn't really say anything. You weren't really sharing information with your readers. It was more of just like a, um, a lot of your work sounded like introductions to essays. And I mean, they were well-written introductions, but I didn't ask for an introduction. I asked for a full essay. Um, And so I think you have to remember that, that when you're writing a piece of nonfiction, information does have to be shared. And um, things like questions or stirring up the the minds or the imaginations of your readers, that, that is an introduction, but there actually has to be um, a transfer of information. There has to be communication. We have to learn something. And I think some of you forgot about that. You were so focused on capturing attention and capturing interest, and you were successful in doing that. However, you ended up not really saying anything interesting. Um, you didn't say anything interesting. So that was, I think, a real flaw in uh, in several of your pieces where they were well written but where was the research now for job all right you actually made it close to the four star mark um it was very creative and you know me i love creative writing and i love it when um you take academic writing or nonfiction and you add creativity to it um it was very creative however it was a little bit all over the place i did find that you were saying too much so if some of you guys were not saying enough job had the opposite problem where you were saying too much and my best advice that i can give to you for this is have a clearer focus next time have a clearer focus um really pick one theme one um one clear point of view. Well, that doesn't have to be one point of view, but um, limit how much information you're giving and make sure all the information that you are giving, make sure you are connecting them because it did feel a little bit all over the place. However, you were close to the four-star mark. Um, Roland as well was close to the four-star mark. Um, I particularly loved your piece because of how personal it was. Um, you you had a very beautiful message and you tied it into your personal experience. Um, I think my main criticism for you, Roel, that you can take with you moving forward in your writing assignments is you need more uniqueness, okay? It needs to be more memorable. Um, your message was beautiful, um, and but that isn't enough, okay? That isn't enough to get you a four or a five star. You have to really present it in a way that hasn't been presented before. So have a message, but you have to express it through your writing in a unique and in a memorable way because your message was beautiful, but you presented it in a way that has been done before. Hannah, very well written, but it suffered from what I mentioned with with Supreet. It's, it sounded like an introduction rather than a complete 
essay. So it sounded like an intro, a well-written introduction to a longer piece instead of a complete essay with a clear message or a clear opinion or a clear like it, it wasn't a complete experience reading your work it felt like an introduction so brandon got a four star okay um he was very very good the only reason why it didn't get a five star brand um although again four stars is very good no it's nothing to belittle i mean i applaud you for getting a for a four star um it, it was very very well constructed my only thing is that it was a little basic your your idea and the, your writing it was a little basic and i do feel like it would have gotten a five star if you were in grade eight or grade nine but now that you are in grade 10 i do want you to take it to the next level um be a little more ambitious with your ideas with the themes you're exploring even in your writing style take it to the next level so th that's why it got the four star because um it was very very good it was uh, it was, I really think, the first time that I do feel like you followed the writing process, oddly enough. Um, I've been teaching you the writing process since grade 7, um, but I do feel like this was the first time that Brendan did the writing process. And it showed, no, you got four stars for it, but I just want you to take it to the next level and um, be more ambitious with your writing and with your ideas that you are presenting however again very very well written it will also be in the website um because it is worth showing off i really think it will inspire the younger high school classes so with jetro it was very very well written um however it was it did feel very general um this is something we're going to learn in our next Malcolm Gladwell lessons, guys. Um, we're going to learn about really telling a story where you have information and your goal as a nonfiction writer is to use that information um, to, to share it with your readers through a story. So um, your yours, Jet, it, it was information, but it didn't feel like a story. And it was a little bit odd reading it because the first huge chunk of it was a very general view of your topic and then the last part of it was kind of like a zoom in so um i, I was thinking of it like a film it felt like a 10 minute aerial eagle eye shot and a one second zoom in at the very end and i would have preferred if you focused on the zoom in because your your research was very interesting but because you spent so much time with a general eagle eye bird's eye view of your topic you couldn't get into the grittiness and memorability of your more specific topic or the more specific and interesting information that you did find because you did find interesting information but i don't feel like you explored it enough with your essay and again i think this is um, a problem of it really sounding like an introduction as opposed to a complete essay jump straight into what's interesting if you remember um gladwell said yeah, that should drive all of nonfiction writing what is interesting so don't waste your time with the uninteresting part of your research get into the interesting part right away
Um, with the live, um, same thing. It felt like an introduction to an essay and not a complete essay. You're a very good writer, but it lacked content. It lacked information. You weren't telling a story and you weren't transforming your readers into better human beings. You know you're a good writer. I've praised you so much already. Liv, um, you know I believe in you, Kaayo, as a writer. Um, it's just that there was no information in your piece of Nonfiction, and so I didn't learn anything after reading it. Um, with Alexa, four point five stars. So, um, you were actually in the lead. You had um, I, my comment um in the document was you have the most potential so far, um, and that's a big thing. Okay, um, you were the most impressive piece of nonfiction until I read Kinan. Kinan lang pushed you off the your throne, uh, but. You were definitely in second place in terms of most impressive nonfiction writer. Um, I don't think it was perfect yet, which is why it's a 4.5 star. Um, and similar to Job, I think you needed more focus. I think you needed to zoom in and follow the story, follow what was interesting. And the most interesting part of your essay, Lex, and I think you know this, was the last part. The last paragraph, I think you knew that that was the best part of your essay and that's why you saved it for last and after i read your whole essay i wanted your whole essay to be about your last paragraph okay and so when you're a nonfiction writer follow what's interesting if you write something and the last paragraph is the most interesting thing about it you should make it all about the thing you were talking about in your last paragraph so you should have done more research on your last paragraph on that guy who as in it touched my heart it made me go all good it made me go like wow it's good writing and i am going to show that last paragraph once again in the lit is lit website so visit that to read alexa's um final paragraph um it should have been your entire essay i wanted your whole essay to be about him and you could have cut out the less interesting parts of it. Rainier, well written but not enough information. I typed down here where was the research? Where was the information? Because it was a very good introduction but then you didn't tell me anything. So as I mentioned with Jovi, okay, the poem was five stars, the essay was less. And it's the same problem as a lot of you guys. It was an introduction, not a complete essay. There was no information. I didn't learn anything reading your essay, although I do have to really applaud your poem, good Jove. Um, it's a very well-written poem. I think the best poem you wrote for me, one of the best poems I think anyone, any student has passed to me. And it's just so quintessential, Jovi, that I ask you to write an essay and then you write me the best poem that's ever been passed to me. All right, so I just thought that was funny. And then we have Keenan. So I put here my comments, Keen, this is it. Um, you just may be the Malcolm Gladwell of the class. Other students, you feel competitive about this, okay? Don't, I mean, Keenan might be on the throne now. He might have the crown now as the most potential as a nonfiction writer or the star pupil of Malcolm Gladwell, but you tried to dethrone him. Okay, don't accept it. Um, there are so many more writing assignments coming. Dethrone Keenan, you know, knock him off the throne. Um, 
take the crown from his head. Um, and my advice for you, Kian Gyud, is apply future lessons as well as you did this week, Gyud. You took the Malcolm Gladwell lessons and you put it into your writing. And it's proof that if you do that, you will get a five-star piece of literature, Gyud. So apply future lessons. Don't, um, don't ignore them. Don't put them aside. Use them in your writing. Um, learn from Malcolm Gladwell because right now you are the star writing pupil of this class. I put down here incredible potential. I was very impressed with your piece of nonfiction. And again, you can see this in the Lit is Lit website. Jasmine, um, very well researched, very well written as expected from you. Okay, however, work on memorability and really following what is interesting okay so you presented your information well but um similar to roland it wasn't presented in a very memorable way um and you really have to take malcolm gladwell's advice where follow what is interesting answer the question what is interesting to you what is interesting to the readers um and the the i think the main problem with yours was i was not transformed after I read it. So you have all the skills, Jazz. You know um, that I'm a fan of your writing and of your work, of your schoolwork. You're always very organized. You're, um, it's always very acceptable work. However, your question, the heart of the thing is you have to write about what's interesting to you and what you think will be interesting to your readers. And Michael is the last one we have to talk about in terms of the Malcolm Gladwell writing assignments. You, he got the 4.5 stars and it was very well done. I just want to advise you, keep applying every lesson. Keep practicing. I have nothing new to say to you because it was very, very good. Um, uh, but you have to apply the lessons even more. Uh, and the more you learn from Malcolm Gladwell, you're going to take that 4.5 and bring it up to a complete five stars and maybe knock Keenan off his throne. So that's the first segment of this um, of this podcast episode. And now it's time to move on to, I think, what everyone's been waiting for, the battle plans against the Olympians. So again, guys, no, this is a safe place. It is um, a place where comments are always constructive you don't have to be embarrassed if there was a correction i feel like we are close enough or um i've created a safe enough feeling in the classroom that you don't feel attacked if i point out something that you can improve on all right and i i like sharing comments and criticism if everyone is fine with it which um the poll showed that um, um, we, we put out the poll to see if everyone was okay with this um, feedback being public um, because we can learn from each other. We can learn from each other's successes. We can learn from each other's writing and the the things we need to improve um, as writers. Um, we, we can all help each other out. So also thank you very much that you felt comfortable enough with each other to allow this public um, giving of feedback um, and again please read the best examples um, which you can find in the let us let website you read the um, work of your classmates because very very inspiring stuff so let's move on okay to I think what everyone really wants um, the battles okay and so um, I ranked you according to the essays by stars um, however the ranking for the battles are done based on your 
are done based on the number of points you acquired. So you, the total number of points you could have acquired was really 500. Um, you, um, the, that's the most someone can get. Okay, and so let's go through it. We're going to start with the lowest points and go up to the highest point. So, guys, I want to make it clear that this is not a grade, okay? The points is not a grade. This is just the points you acquired in the battle. So, it's not going to... It's it's not like you got um, 50 over 500, okay? You're going to get a, a, a different grade based on how well you did the battle, but also your... Malcolm Gladwell writing assignment. So it's going to be a combination of those two things. So don't think that if you got like 100 over 500, you failed. No, don't don't think that the points is a grade. Okay, but the highest points you could have acquired in the battle in this game um, was 500. Okay, so um, we have Supreet um, with 30 points. You acquired 30 points and this is really i think just because of your essay your plan was okay um your plan was good there were some cool moves in there especially in your use of your quirk again i do think that this quirk was made for you but some of the more difficult parts of your plan couldn't be accomplished because your essay um your malcolm gladwell writing assignment dragged it down a little bit and then we have nigel with 60 points so nige very cool fighting style um guys if you look at um nigel's battle plan he knows how to use his quirk um and the only reason why you got 60 points and not higher is because um it did feel a little incomplete you only took down um six uh no I, yeah you took down six olympians okay and that's that's you could have taken down more no um especially the real the big hitters good the the Zeus, Hades, and Poseidon, um, Ares, and Hephaestus. I mean, if you took them down, you could have taken them down with the way that you were going. However, it's like you stopped in the middle of the battle. That's what it felt like um, when I was reading your plan, where you could have went on, but you kind of stopped halfway. It did feel a little bit incomplete. So, um, you did have some very, very cool attacks, particularly in the way you do your fighting style. Um, it, it shows that you belong to your quirk and your quirk belongs to you. Uh, maybe just go all the way, complete the battle um, to get up higher on the list. All right, so for Hannah is next, okay? And you got 120 points, okay? So that's not bad. That's double I'm the last person. So my word of advice to you, Yudhan, is learn how to use your quirk. Um, you had very cool ideas. You took a lot from the battlefield. Um, you took, uh, for example, you took the shoes of Hermes, so you'd have speed. You took the 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 lightning bolt of Zeus. So you are very you are very resourceful you use the things in the battlefield to your advantage however uh your quirk is the one that didn't really shine in this um in this qa and so my advice to you is to learn how to use your quirk um because you can't change your size but it has to fit the space that you are in so you could have you could go inside a school bus and grow that big and then exit the school bus and then throw it at the Olympians. You could have done so much, but I, I feel like you weren't using your quirk 
in the battle because you don't really know how to. So learn how to use your quirk. It's nice to get weapons around you. Um, however, um, your main weapon is your quirk good, and don't forget that. And then we have Jasmine as well, who also has a point score of 120. Um, so Hannah and Jasmine, um, you're tied in this level of 120. And my thing with you, Jas, is you are very creative with your quirk, okay? Um, you're kind of the opposite of Hannah, where you do know how to use your quirk. Um, but my only comment with your plan is you aren't detailed or thorough enough. You, you talked about how you would use your quirk. However, you didn't explain how you would dodge the quirks of your rivals. And this was most seen, I think, with Aphrodite, okay? You said, I would do this to Aphrodite, but you didn't say anything about blocking her attack, blocking her laughter. Um, and so... Um, it's important that you do that. Now, you did mention it with Apollo. Um, it was cool that you used fabric to kind of block the glare of Apollo. Um, but it wasn't so apparent with the other Olympians. So next time when you make a plan, um, you you mention um, or you specify how you would dodge the quirks, the quirks of your rivals. And if your essay was of a four or to a five star, I would have overlooked this, okay? And that's something I talked about, guys. I said that based on your essay, it will affect your battle plan. So, for example, Jasmine didn't mention the Aphrodite thing, um, how she would dodge that attack. Or even if you just mentioned, I'm a girl, so I would be immune to her attack. Um, if you got a higher essay ranking, then I would have allowed that. But um, because it wasn't four or five star your essay, I had to be very particular and very um, kind of strict with your um, with your battle plan. All right. So, but still, Jasmine and Hannah one twenty. That's that's not bad. That's double the points of the previous person on this tier list. Okay, and then we have Rainier with 140 points. I will talk about you more later. But Rainier, oh man, I love that you took the weapon that you took. And guys, um, Rainier is someone to look out for because the he will get more and more powerful as the school year goes on because after every battle he gets to keep something. So Rainier, you have the right to tell me what you're going to keep from this battle and you have a lot of good options you know you have um poseidon's trident you have hephaestus's armor you have zeus's thunderbolt you have a lot of hera's chains you have a lot of things that you can take with you but you only have to pick one okay but i think you made the right choice in choosing the sword um from michael's um waifu okay from the last battle uh, Mikaela is next, 160 points. I will talk about this more later. But very good, Mick. You got 160. And then we go to the 200s, okay? So Liv and Jethro both got 200 points. So you are next in the ranking. No one is really above the other here. Liv and Jethro got 200 points each. Now, my thing for you, Liv, very good plan, all right? But what was missing was... I couldn't really imagine your quirk. I couldn't imagine, I couldn't very well see um, or visualize your battle plan um, because you only put a gif or a gif of your historical figure. Very cool historical figure, the poisoner, um, the first woman who, or the first person who ever used poison to kill someone. I found that really, really cool. Um, but 
you only put a gif of her using her her powers and i would have loved a video clip okay i would have loved it if you linked a youtube video of a fight scene that i can watch or even a um uh, a link to um the, a manga or, or even you could have put the picture of a page where she's using her quirk so i could better imagine it so i think this is something you can take with you after this battle is whenever you do a qa and you're using the the work of a historical figure or you're using an anime character based on a historical figure um include a link or a video of them using their quirk so i can better imagine your your battle plan and this was not so much a problem with the last one with the, with our last qa because i do feel like the the gif you used for your last historical figure um, I do feel like it was it, it gave me an idea already, but the gifs you used for this one um was wasn't as wasn't as I don't know, like it, it didn't it wasn't as visual. I it was a little bit confusing the gif you used, and so I couldn't quite imagine or picture your your quirk. So again, I recommend you put in a video clip next time. Because I know your first one was Gilgamesh, right? Um, and then your second one, um, you chose Semiramis, an Assyrian empress who is known for being the first ever recorded person to kill someone using poison. So I know you had a Hydra. It was very, very cool, no? Um, but again, a video clip would have made this so good. You definitely would have made it to the top 10 of attacks if I could see it. Um, so that's a big tip, I think, that you can apply for your future QAs. It's nice if you give me a video clip. Um, so good job, Jetro and Liv. I'm both 200. Um, now, as for you, Jet, okay, so your your battle plan felt like a novel, okay? Um, it felt like a Rick Riordan... Um, is it Riordan or Riordan? A Rick Riordan or Riordan? It felt like a set of chapters from a Percy Jackson novel. Okay, um, I love that you ended with Poseidon because you had Poseidon's quirk and you built it up good. I mean, it, it didn't feel like a random battle plan. It felt like a story. And you built it up so that at the very end, you were fighting with the person or the olympian whose quirk you borrowed for this battle so it was poetic it felt like a story it felt like a novel uh and it would have been the perfect ending however that battle was so intense that i would need a four star or higher if you wanted to pull that battle off, your last one with Poseidon. Okay, you beat a lot of others because obviously you got 200 points, which is a, a very high score. Okay, however, to defeat Poseidon, to finish this last step, I feel like you would have needed to, to get a four star or more in your essay all right however i do want to point out that the way you defeated hermes was very cool you used a bit of extra knowledge about him particularly his his coin you used that against hermes which i found very very cool you definitely got um extra points for that all right um so very good job with that but just gonna your essay was under a four star and so i couldn't give you the victory over poseidon 
And Jovi is next. You got 220 points um, along with Alexa and Roland. So Alexa, Roland, and Jovi all got 220 points points um so my comment um alexa and roland i'll comment on yours later but for jovi okay um very good plan i actually you were yours was one of the first i checked and i i in every whenever i found a, a particular attack cool i wrote down the word cool in my notebook and jovi yours had so many cools on it it's just that as I continued checking, your classmates kind of were able to outshine you. They were able to outshine you a little bit. And um, what was very cool in the beginning before I checked everyone else's, um, it kind of dulled a little bit compared to everyone else's plan. But still, you're very high up on the list, okay? You're 220. Um, along with Alexa and Roland, which we will get to later on. Brandon is next. Okay, he got 260 points and we will talk about him later. Followed by Michael, who got 290 points. Okay, so 290 points, Mike. Very, very good. And the reason why Michael's score went up so much was because he fulfilled the secret mission he fulfilled the secret mission which we will get to later on but 290 points you could have gotten higher mike okay you really could have got you really could have been the highest on this list however you didn't defeat your target olympian your target olympian was hephaestus and you failed to figure out what his weakness was um a lot of you guessed hephaestus's leg that actually wasn't his weakness. We'll talk about the weakness later, no? Um, but you didn't get his weakness. And so your points didn't double. Because if your points would have doubled, you would have had 260 points for the Olympians plus 160. So that's 260 plus... Oh, my math again. 260 plus 160. You would have had 420 points. Um, but because you didn't beat your target olympian your olympian points remained 130 plus 160 which is why you have 290 okay so sayang but still be happy 290 points is very good and we'll talk more about your attacks later dana is next you got 300 very very good job along with keenan also 300 Okay, so Michael's 290. So, ah, uh, you got beat by Dana and Keenan by just 10 points. Um, so, 300 for both Keenan and Dana. Um, the only comment I have, okay, Keen, um, Keenan, you called the Olympians Titans in your plan. You said, um, I will deal with the Titans. And that triggered me. Um, if your essay score were slower, if you had less than a five-star I would have made your whole plan fall apart because you called them titans, okay? I'm that OC about about lit, all right? Um, but I would not trigger you go away. What? He called them titans? And I was ready to make your whole plan fail. However, you did get a five-star. And so because of that five-star, I ignored that mistake, okay? So proof, guys, of how the writing assignment affects your um, outcome for your QA good or the execution of your battle plan. Um, you went from like a zero to a 300 um, because I, I ignored that mistake on your part um, because of your five star. So your five star blew away this this mistaken word because they are not titans. They are gods. They are Olympians. All right. Um, and now we're down to our top two. 
Okay, so Keenan and Dana are tied for third place in terms of points. Um, our second place is Job with 360 points. Um, I want to note you, Job. We're going to talk more about your attacks later, but I want to note that, Job, your, your plan was so good, particularly the last part of your plan. Your plan against Zeus was stunning good, okay? Everything else was good, and we're going to talk about that in your, because you're in the top 10 list. Your plan against against everyone was so good um but particularly against zeus it was amazing all right it was so intense it was so well written however i couldn't allow your attack against zeus to succeed um because i do feel like you would have needed a four star or a five star of your essay in order to pull your plan against zeus off so it was so good and i want to acknowledge that of how well planned your attack against Zeus was, but you needed a four star, a five star in order to do it successfully. And you didn't quite reach that in your essay. So um, that's a little bit painful for you because if you did um, defeat Zeus, you may have been able to beat our number one, who is Dirk, with 420 points, okay? So this is the closest to 500. No one reached 500, but Dirk made it the closest. He made 420 points. Um, and um, I, I don't have to tell you how much I love his sketches, but Dirk, um, once again, he made sketches of his inventions, um, made sketches of his quirks. Um, please keep a portfolio of this, Dirk, because they are precious good they are so cool um it takes qas to the next level i really believe and also um i actually got the idea from dirk because dirk added a video of his invention being used so i think it was was it valorant i think it was valorant where um you invented something that's used in valorant and you put in a video of that invention and so i didn't completely understand your words but i clicked on the video and i understood what your invention would do because you added that touch so live learn from dirt yeah so that's the ranking by points um i will repeat it no um from lowest to highest we have supreet nigel hannah jasmine rainier Michaela, Liv, jethro jovi roland alexa brandon michael dana keenan job and then dirk um so congratulations and we're gonna talk more about the um cool cool attacks um in the third part of this podcast episode which is really the top 10 moves or the top 10 battles um among the 17 olympian battles that took place so um stay tuned that's coming up right now i apologize if you can hear the rain um it's raining and I really have to record this now, but um, let's just imagine that it's raining the blood of the Olympians as we go through the top 10 battles um, that took place in this QA. So we're going to start with number 10, okay? And it's it's going to go to Mikaela, all right? Because the unique thing about Mikaela, guys, she got 160 points, no? Uh, and the reason why she got 160 points is... Um, she actually didn't defeat any of the Olympians. So, Mick, you didn't, your plan didn't work against any of the Olympians. However, you took a step in which you wanted to save civilians who were there. And I'm going to talk about the secret plan, guys, because uh, the, the secret mission, because the secret mission is actually the school buses. There were four school buses, and um, 
I made it very clear in the map that when I mentioned uh, a taxi cab, I said it was an abandoned taxi cab, but I never called them abandoned school buses because those school buses were actually full of kids. Each school bus has um, 40 kids um, inside of it. And so um, the some of you guys took the extra step to search the school bus or to make sure that there were no civilians around um it, it said scan the area for civilians scan the area for someone to save and those who did that got 160 extra points because if you took that step that means you would have found that the school buses were full and so each school bus was equal to 40 points and so Michaela, although you did not beat any olympian you did save all 160 students who were hiding in those school buses and so you're number 10 um for this attack because uh, in, in this list because you took that step and other people did as well but i found it um cool that especially since your work is frontliner um it's about defending people that's what you did that's all you did actually i mean i wish you also took down an olympian or two but i found it cool that you stayed true. You have the heart of your quirk good in which you um, used your... Because your your quirk is your indestructible if you're defending someone. And you defended 160 kids in the battle, which I found very, very cool. So you get number 10 for um, this list. Now we're going to go to number 9. Number 9 goes to Alexa. Okay, Alexa. And what's so cool about Alexa, guys, is she used a Scarlet Witch filter... And she actually sent me a video of her using this filter, which I agree with you, Lex. It's very, very cool. You messaged me, sure, the filter is so cool. So I sent you a video of it. And that's what got you into number nine. So Alexa had Scarlet Witch powers as she fought the Olympians. She used her powers, um, her Scarlet Witch powers, using this filter to bring them to Tartarus, to bring them to the underworld, which I found very, very cool. It combines the MCU and mythology. And the video, I wish I could put the video, but this is a podcast, so I can't see it. But if Alexa's fine with it, I wouldn't mind putting it in the Litis Lit website. So I will ask for your permission, Lex, if I can put your video in the Litis Lit website. Why not, right? I mean, it's cool um, that you that you used it for for your for your lit assignment um your quirk plan um your quirk activity so alexa gets number nine because of your scarlet witch filter powers and going the extra mile and sending me a video of her using that filter keep that up as well lex i recommend lex but you know what you might be able to do something with filters for your fahrenheit 451 book journal because your project if you remember your book journal is about creating something inspired by your book with a with an app or a website or a program and why don't you do filters that would be that would be cool like telling the story of fahrenheit 451 through different filters that might be interesting for you but you got number nine on this list and then we have number eight which goes to kinan um so number 18 you get that um your attack um i loved what was so cool about kinan's quirk guys is 
Um, Kina knows you know, his quirk, it, it isn't very attack heavy, but he finds a way to get the job done. So what Kenan did was he crashed a taxi into the fire hydrants around the map, getting water everywhere. And then he used the same taxi to knock over the electric posts. And then he, um, he kept manipulating time so that he wouldn't get electrocuted. He would get to safety in time. He also manipulated time to slow down the electric current that when it hit Aphrodite, instead of knocking her out because of the electricity, it tickled her. He used, he slowed down the time of the electricity enough to tickle her and make her laugh, which then put Ares and Hephaestus to sleep, guys, because that is the answer to the question of what is the one weakness of Ares and Hephaestus. It is Aphrodite's work. Um, the mythology lecture made it very clear there was this love triangle between Aphrodite, Ares, and Hephaestus. So, several of you figured out that it was Aphrodite's laugh that could defeat the two most like um, unbeatable Olympians in this battlefield, Ares and Hephaestus. So um, he tickled her with, ele- with slowed down electricity to make her laugh and put Ares and Hephaestus to sleep. I found that very cool. He also uh, manipulated time so that he himself wouldn't be affected by the laughter of Aphrodite. It's like he would slow time down so that he could cover his ears or get into a cab and he wouldn't hear her laughter, but he did take down Ares and Hephaestus using this slowed down electricity tickling technique, which I found funny that there was tickling involved in a battle. Um, so very good key, and that's number eight. Number seven, again, guys, imagine these attacks. Okay, number seven goes to Roland. Okay, Roland's attack um, was particularly impressive because his target Olympian was Hera, and he used Hera as the centerpiece of his plan. He rumored her into ensnaring all of the other Olympians with her chains and bringing them closer to Roland so that they would be within hearing distance and he could rumor them as well. So very cool plan role um, that you used your target Olympian as the centerpiece of your attacks against all the other Olympian. So you rumored Hera to use her chains to bring everyone closer. Kind of like Scorpion vibes that like get over here. But imagine that with 11 Olympians. And they were brought closer to Roland in he- within hearing distance so that he could rumor them as well. Very, very cool. Number six goes to Rainier. Okay, and Rainier, you are attack number six, all right, on this list. I found it very cool when you took Hephaestus' armor to take down Athena and Zeus. It's very in line with your quirk. And some other people did this, but I think Rainier did it the coolest, okay? He took down Hephaestus, and then he took the armor of Hephaestus to fight Athena and Zeus. So, murag yung scavenger rain. And that's your point, the Your point is keeping souvenirs. Maybe this is a, a hint as to which... Um, souvenir you will take for this battle, but I found it very, very cool when you took Hephaestus' armor to take down Athena and Zeus. Now we go to our top five attacks, and our number five goes to Michael. Um, Michael had his waifu powers, all right, and he again picked a very 
overpowered character with a lot of different powers. Okay, that's what got him to number five of this list. Um, Michael just had very, very cool attacks, guys. Um, it wasn't just one attack. He had several moves that made me write down cool good. So for example, um, to fight Apollo, to beat Apollo, he made himself faster than light. Um, he made because he, he picked a waifu with some time manipulation powers as well as cloning powers, and so he made himself faster than the speed of light in order to beat Apollo's um, glare, which I found very very cool. He also created an army of clones to overwhelm Artemis. All right, so um, because Artemis has perfect accuracy, one way he defeated uh, the way he defeated her was he created an army of clones so she would. She wouldn't be able to shoot everyone in time, and he was able to get to her before she could shoot him. He used also a bullet precognition power to find invisible Hades. And that's one thing, guys, know you had to guess the quirks of Hades, Zeus, and Poseidon. Hades was invisibility, which a lot of you got. Um, and he used the bullet shooting precognition powers of his waifu in order to find the invisible Hades. And guys, Michael also used clones to find civilians to rescue. His 12th step was use my clones to search the map for any civilians who need rescuing. And so that's why Michael earned an extra 160 points like Michaela did as well. Um, now, Michael, your your target Olympiano was um, Ares or Hephaestus. I, I'm not sure which one. I think it was Hephaestus. Yeah, it was Hephaestus. And you didn't beat him because you didn't guess his weakness. And his weakness is the laugh of Aphra. So, sayang, but still, you made it to the top five attacks. Um, number four, then, is Dana. So, Dana made it to number four. Her battle was particularly cool because it reflected the mythology stories that we had this week. She, It was very clear she knew about the Olympians and knew how to beat them. So, for example, she didn't use Aphrodite's laugh to defeat Hephaestus and Ares. However, she used Aphrodite in order to make Hephaestus and Ares take part in an endless battle. So Ares's power is he can never get hurt, right? And Hephaestus's power as well is his armor protects him. Um, so Hephaestus is so protected and Ares, the more you attack him, the stronger he becomes. So she used Aphrodite to make Hephaestus and Ares beat each other up in this endless battle, which it again, it mirrors the actual mythology story. She also, Dana, um, used Hera's chains to attack Zeus, which then electrocuted Hera. So she set Hera and Zeus to fight each other um, using her quirk, um, where it was really a manipulation thing, guys. Um, she would she would swap objects in order to turn the Olympians against each other. She would she would make objects appear and disappear in order to manipulate the already damaged relationships between the Olympians she had to fight. And so Hera's chains ensnared Zeus, and Zeus then electrified them and got rid of Hera. So I, Dana gets number four because it's very clear she listened to the lectures, and she found a way to tell the stories of the lecture through her 
battle. So number four. And then we go to the top three, and number three goes to Job. And I don't think I can write it any better than he did, so I will read his plan out loud. I approach, this is Job speaking. I approach Athena before using my quirk to match her abilities. Steam pressure to increase my physical strength to match her super strength. Same flight tactic I used on Poseidon to match her flight. An increase of steam pressure to make me super fast. We are able to battle it out, but what allows me to defeat her is the fact that every hit she deals me will damage and burn her because of my heat. As the fight continues, every time she lands a blow, I fill her lungs with steam little by little to, to the point where breathing is difficult for her. Um, Job, I think you've connected with your quirk already. The way you used your quirk in this battle was so impressive, particularly adding extra strength by adding steam pressure, adding extra speed by using the steam pressure, okay? Um, it was... It was so much fun to read and and it was a very very impressive battle particularly in your fight against athena because you mentioned that you used your steam to match her but you beat her because every time she hits you she burns a little bit and this was so smart to me because even though you're evenly matched even when she does connect with you when she does hit you she gets damaged as well so you completely proved to me that you would you would win over athena um also i love how you fought hades again i will read jobs out loud seeing that i did not see hades at all the whole battle i start to realize what is happening on my way to the middle of the map i throw steam down to the ground surrounding me so that the floor gets wet I then put up steam clouds to surround the area. When Hades tries to sneak up on me, I will hear footsteps in the water. I will see the smoke being cut through and I will heat up the water on the floor to make him utter a sound, see footsteps running away, or see the clouds moving in a certain direction. I can then take him down from there. Such a good use of your quirk. Um, I love comparing your plan against Athena to your plan against Hades because your plan against Athena, it's very loud. It shows your quirk off in such a loud and violent way. But when you fought against Hades, you used that same quirk quietly and, and strategically. So it shows both sides of your quirk that steam can be violent and 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 loud and show offy but it's also silent and 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 deadly and it's it's subtle and invisible as well so very very impressive um and then we go to number two which is brandon okay so brandon got number two and brandon's battle guys um from slide one to slide 12 was unbelievably cool good bran i don't know this battle i i imagined it so well i pictured it so well um i was so impressed with your essay already but i was even equally impressed with your battle you had so many cool moments such as using artemis's bullets against her and her twin so whenever artemis would fire brandon would just change the trajectory of her bullets to hit her and apollo um he froze athena mid-air so um i mean she would leap or she would fly and then 
was under Brandon's control. He used Ares as a meat shield, which I found hilarious. I found it so funny that you were using Ares as kind of like a way to absorb the damage of the other Olympians. And I found it so funny that you called him a meat shield. It's gross. It's cool. I love it. Um transforming the chaos of Poseidon's rubble and Hera's chains against them. So you took steps. No, nga, if Poseidon would make the earth shake and rubble would fall, you would then use that destruction. You would use that rubble against him. Or whenever Hera would attack you with her chains, you could use that against her. And then in the end, Pagud, you used all of these Olympians, you used all of their props and their weapons against Zeus. It was so cool. And you I thought that was the ending, but then you kind of even took it further. You kind of gave me an end credit scene when you used the dust in the air to find invisible Hades. So it it was so cool. It, it felt like it was building up to this huge battle, which it did with Zeus. And then you ended quietly in finding Hades using the dust in the air. It was flawless. It was so good. And my thing about your quirk is it's all about control good. You are in complete control of a battlefield. I saw how, how powerful you are because you found a way to use your quirk to manipulate everything in the battlefield to your advantage. And that's why you are number two. And then we end it with number one, which is Dirk. Okay, Dirk got number one in this uh, battle plans. Okay, and I'm going to read out loud his work. Okay, so um, before I read it out loud, I'm going to say that um, Dirk, he put in sketches and videos of his inventions, as I mentioned, which, again, it goes the extra mile. It's similar to Alexis' video. Um, it just it adds something. Um, also, Mikaela and Dirk, they added background music um, to their... And I think Dana also added background music to her, to her plan. So it's just little things like that, guys, that takes um, your assignment to the next level that I really appreciate. So... With Dirk, I'll read aloud his description because I'm not as smart as he is, and so I can't summarize it any better than he already did. So Pulse Sync sinks everyone's heartbeat in the map slower than my heartbeat. The machine feeds on the motion of living beings except mine because it has registered my DNA. The faster the target is, the more effective the machine and powerful it is. Sixth Sense is a countermeasure I made bionic eye contacts that enhances my reflex and in-reading movements the speed of what my body can currently handle. I call this my sense of speed. It's so fast I peak five seconds into the future. Act 3 is another countermeasure I made earbuds that directs the sound of what I heard back to the noise origin or directed to another target. It works like echolocation, direction controlled in tandem with the sixth sense. So very cool inventions and you used it so well in your battle, okay? And the reason why you beat Brandon and everyone else, the reason why you are number one over especially two and three, which were um, really, really the things that blew me away, the plans that blew me away, um, you got number one Dirk because you ended once more your battle by saving the civilians you took an extra step to look for civilians to save them and you found them in those school buses and you rescued them and you got an extra 160 points and you got the 
crown or the throne of this QA because you are number one. So those are all of the battles, guys. The top 10 battles. Congratulations to everyone who made it to the top 10. Congratulations to everyone who got high points in the battle and even those who got high star ratings for your essays. That's the end of this podcast episode and I love my job. I love this class and I love this activity. I love mythology. I love literature and I love this podcast. So... Plus Ultra, 